You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest, and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member FDIC. Well, welcome to Sunday Coffee. I'm Bart Gregory along with Charlie Winfield. I'm in the roving Farm Bureau studios down at the farm in Winston County this morning. Charlie is in parts unknown. We're separate this morning. Charlie, do you want to discuss where you are today? I'm in Hot Springs, North Carolina, population 528, very western part of the state. We've got a river that comes through town. The Appalachian Trail comes through town, and nobody here wants to know who I am, where I'm from, and they care not one bit about college football. So I come to you this morning, Bart, for my coffee, which I have sitting here with me, and a little discussion about college football. Okay, the only question that I have, 528, that puts it very similar to the size of Noxipater. And at Noxipater, we have Woody's, we have the Fourth Quarter Grill. We've got a couple of decent little restaurants right there. Do you have decent restaurants where you're at? Oh, yeah, it's absolutely great. So it's a very artsy place, about 35 miles or so from Asheville. So you get a lot of people peeling out of there, but you've got the Iron Horse Grill, you got the Spring Creek Tavern, which think about the old grill back in the cotton district. It's kind of got that vibe to it. Uh, we got a brewery here, the Big Pillow Brewery, and the Double Eagle Taqueria, which is incredible. So, yeah, it's actually a place of 528 where you can come and you hike about six miles on the Appalachian Trail, then you go eat, and it's, uh, yeah, it's great. Well, that's awesome. Of course, uh, talking about Woody's and Noxipater, the same family, it's Strange Brew Coffee House. Strange Brew with uh, four locations. You've got Startwell, you've got uh, Tupelo, and now you've got Tuscaloosa. Actually, three locations and three great locations. It's the original one, Startwell, when you start talking about gourmet coffee. StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com. They'll ship it to you, that great coffee, the mugs, the merchandise. Shane and the gang. Just a great Mississippi State company, also a supporter of the Bulldog Initiative. Charlie, you are in uh, Appalachian country, and one of the things about being where you are, of course, Boone, North Carolina, is just up the road, I guess, from you. And so last year, Kevin Barbet was the offensive coordinator at Appalachian State, now coming to Bulldog land for his first season. All right, last week we talked a lot about defense. And we talked some about offense, about replacing some of the players that, that are going to be gone. And we've talked about Will Rogers being a senior quarterback in a different scheme. How big do you think it is to have Cole Smith as your center as a senior when you're changing offenses? Well, I think there's just some real value in having guys who've been around. Uh, I'm a Cole Smith fan, and here's why. Cole Smith, if, if we were to go into the lab and design what we want our offensive lineman to look like, you know, the guy's got bum shoulders, bum knee. I mean, he's kind of the guy that, uh, you know, you got to pull out of the hot tub now and then, got to get the ice off of him, get him ready to go, but he's just tough as nails. And he he has a real feel for the game. I like the fact that if you're going to redo things, that it all starts up front with a guy who's been around, who's played in a lot of games. And I'll, I'll tell you, we talked a lot about this last year. 
I'm a LaSoya fan as well. And even though I think LaSoya fits well at right guard, I think you can easily slide him to center in a pinch. So I feel pretty good there. But, man, that's one of those things when everybody starts looking at who's coming back, not many people are going to be waking up saying, man, what are we going to do to replace LaQuinston Sharp? But that's, that's a big story for me. What we talk about is kind of the quarterback of the offensive line with now guys who instead of backing up every play are going to be pushing forward a little bit more. I think Cole Smith is critical to this season. Well, not just Cole. And so you mentioned Stephen Lasoya, who's kind of alternated at center with uh, Cole Smith here early in the season. And more yesterday it was Cole at, at, at center and then Lasoya at a guard. You've got Leon Bell, the junior college guy that comes in at one of the tackle spots and could give you you know, give you some depth there. Cam Jones is at right tackle pretty much right now after some uh, recovery. And, you know, Albert Reese last year and, and the year before too was kind of thrown into a, a situation. He, he just – you could tell he just wasn't quite ready yet. You kind of wonder about what the new style for Albert Reese will do for him and maybe elevate his game a little bit and – you know, a couple of years ago, we had Percy Lewis uh, at, the, at the tackle, the transfer from Gulf Coast Community College. And so, to me, on the offensive line standpoint, it's, it's going to be a complete different show. And as we've talked about this, but I, I think back to the old Denver Broncos. You know, Denver Broncos in the 90s when you had Terrell Davis's running back, and they were notorious for having smaller linemen that could really, really move. And I'm not saying, hey, we got some big guys up here. Don't get me wrong. But uh, it just seemed to me, and guys that I've talked to said, it's just a little bit easier of a scheme than kind of wide stance, up top, guarding, you know, when you're you're defending against the pass, pass rush every single play. I think that's one of the big unknowns is just how will the guys who are here on, on this roster, how will they acclimate themselves to a new system? Yeah, I think a guy, too, that we haven't, mentioned I don't think is Nick Jones at left guard who you feel really good about as well he's a guy that could kick out and play tackle if you needed to but that's the thing you look at this lineman position and you, you go all the way through and what you see are a lot of juniors and seniors um, LaSoya, Cam Jones, Cole Smith, Nick Jones they're all seniors Percy Lewis is a junior Albert Reese is kind of the young guy there at sophomore but the problem is you'd say, man, we got experience, but we don't have experience doing what we're doing now. I just wonder, though, if what they're going to be moving to isn't an easier transition. We saw the offensive line struggle when you moved to pass protect, because if you think about coming up as a high school kid, what are you doing as an offensive lineman? You're basically just pushing people out of the way more times than not. And you kind of wonder if it's not easier to transition to the style we're going to as opposed to the style that we just had. You you get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, you think back to, you know, 2011, 12, in there, and we had our issues on third down. And a lot of teams on the offensive line have trouble on third down and seven and third down and eight. It's because the defense knows you're about to throw the football. Well, every defense – for every single play for the last three years, they know that you're going to throw the football. So a defensive lineman is trying to get upfield. And so just the ability to keep somebody at bay, it's not going to be a free-for-all every time, you know, that that you're trying to defend, you know, a pass rush every single play. I think that's, uh, that's going to be a big key too. 
Yeah, I think it absolutely is. And the good thing, too, we still haven't seen what Woody Marks can do in the running game behind a line like this. I think it's going to be really good. Kevon Lee coming in, all the guys that you talk to describe him as a guy that can really run it downhill. And so a lot of people worry about the third and seven. Um, you worry also about third and two. And seems like you've got some guys in there that maybe, if, if nothing else, just being a little older, a little bit bigger, we can be okay up front. Well, we are in the roving Farm Bureau studios. Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. They have agents all across the state of Mississippi. Great customer service. Go to favorites.com, home life, auto, whatever you're in the market for in the insurance world. Go by and see our friends at Farm Bureau. They're in each of your communities in the state of Mississippi. So Farm Bureau, go with the home team. All right, Charlie, we've had two practices now. And... You know, so much was talked about a couple of weeks ago about uh, Zach Arnett saying, hey, we're going to go back to the South Farm. We're going to practice a couple practices down there across campus. And I think we're only going to have like two practices. Dan Mullen used to go down for a, a full week of training camp. It was like the glory days of Junction going somewhere different. I actually like this. And not from a standpoint of it being for the marketing purposes or a niche, but I think it's good just to do something a little different. Every now and then, you you know, you you kind of get complacent a little bit. I don't know if complacent's the right word when you're doing the exact same thing, the same place every single day. And going down there to break up the monotony a little bit, I think is going to be is going to be cool. And Zach Arnett says, "Hey, is those those practices down there are going to be kind of like a rite of passage? You know, <laughs> if you make it out of those, and we're going to work you hard. It's almost kind of putting it in the back of your mind too." I mean, do you like going to kind of an off-site for a few days to do something a little bit different? I read a study one time that was talking about productivity on a factory line, and they came in and changed the lighting. It's changed the way the lights work, you know, the color of the lighting, the strength of the lighting, and productivity went up. And then kind of sank, you know, back down to where it was. But then it, they came in, they changed the lighting again, and productivity went up. And kind of the premise was it wasn't that one set of lights was better than the other. It was that change sometimes is keeps us fresh, keeps things going. I like it. I mean, particularly now, one of the things, it's not like it was when we were kids. Remember when we were kids, you had the report day, and the guys came in, and it was the first time you'd seen most of them. They, it was the first time getting to campus, and you'd weigh them, and they'd go through all these things, and then they'd start their two-a-day practices. They've been having OTAs, you know, organized team activities, effectively practices for weeks, months, right? Uh, there really isn't any downtime. And they've been on those same fields, out the same back door. I like just kind of mixing things up. I like putting a – now, uh, let's, I mean, let's be clear. It's not like they're going to the farm and they're going to come back with Junction Boys and Fair Bryant days. But I do like a little change. And hey, when I think of those South Farm fields, those you know the intramural fields back when we were in college, and about how hot it has been last week and how hot it's going to be this coming week, you start thinking about man, there are no trees down there. It's just it just it's just hot down on those fields on South Farm. And Sims made a comment to me yesterday because we were outside working or whatever, and I turned the water hose on, and I was like, hey, just grab some water out of the hose. And he said, Dad, I don't like the taste of hose water. You know what I thought? There's a kid who hadn't gone through football practice. 
man, the old hot hose water used to be as good as it got. Yeah, that was our life water. That was our electrolyte plus right there, getting it out of the water hose. What kind of kid are you raising down here? Not a warrior anyway. Yeah, beginning to worry about him. Of course, they do start football practice this week, and so we're going to get him going. He's in seventh grade right now. We talked last week, Charlie, about just getting kids back to school and how it kind of puts you back in a routine. We started school on, uh, I think it was Friday. They, they, it's, uh, it's almost like you get one out of the way just to kind of acclimate yourself, and now you know, real school starts this, this coming week. And so it's kind of the same premise as Zach Arnett, right? And I know it's 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 crazy to draw a comparison between the, the Nanawoya schedule as far as schooling and Zach Arnett, but going into a new coach's career, one of the things you always ask yourself is, how is he going to handle himself on a sideline when the lights come on for the first time? I mean, here's a guy who was given – a couple weeks to prepare. Now, it was a tough couple weeks back in December when all the other stuff was going on with Coach Leach. But he got to coach a football game. And so it's almost like he got to understand the chaos and the craziness of having to manage a football game. And, you know, you've got southeastern Louisiana on you know the first game, and you hope that's not going to be just a, a crazy tight game before you get into Arizona. But how big of a factor do you think it is for Zach Arnett to really understand just what it's like putting on the head coaching hat instead of just being a defensive coordinator if it was only for just one game? Yeah, I think it helps some. But I I think you're going to see Zach Arnett being significantly different in a couple of weeks than even what you saw in the bowl game. Yeah, In in the bowl game last year, yeah, he was in charge, but he was also – kind of stuck with the system, stuck with the routine, stuck with the support staff, stuck with the play calling, all those things. I think what you're going to see is a guy who's going to come out and he is going to do things his own way very differently. And um, I think there's going to be an extra level of intensity. I would not want the job of keeping Zach Arnett off the field. Uh, Somebody is going to have to be his get-back guy. I don't want that job. I'm not a big enough guy. In fact, Bart, I don't think you and I together, well, maybe we're big enough, but we ain't strong enough to keep that guy on the field. <laughs> yeah, I know. Going to have a rope around his belt, pull him back. Couple, may have a couple managers over there yanking him back. I can't wait to see. And that's one of the things about Mike Leach. It was kind of funny at times, but you know, there was not a, just a ton of emotion on the sideline. I think whoever the side judges are in the SEC are going to think very differently about calling a Mississippi State game now (laughs) compared to what they've done the last three years. Yeah, they always said about Leach that if you could hear what he was saying, you'd be alarmed, but it just didn't look like it from the stand. I think we're going to fix the visual aspect of the complaining uh, from our sidelines. (laughs) But I also think – I tell you this, man. For being around, one thing that's going to be different about Arnett, um, he's going to be the boss. He he's going to be in charge, and if anybody's got something to say, it's going to come from him. And that's one of the things I really like that Arnett did. He came in, he got appointed a defensive coordinator. I, I think, um, and the offensive coaches always want to do this. They want to be their own coordinator and their own play caller. 
I like the fact that Arnett's kind of settling into being the head coach and, and putting those jobs on the other people. And I think it helps that you've got Matt Brock, who, who's been here. They've been together. They trust each other. Um, here's my question to you, Bart, as I was looking at this last night. When this season is over, what are we going to say about Will Rogers? Are we going to say that he had a lesser year, a better year, or are we going to find ourselves mad because we're going to be arguing with people who are going to look at raw passing numbers and not realize that even though his numbers aren't as good, he was a better player? Where do you see that headed? Well, I think he's going to be a better player. I, I really do. I think Will's going to be a lot better player. And you just hit it just a minute ago. I mean, but the casual eye that sees the – they're going to see the yardage go down dramatically, okay? But what here's one thing you're also going to see too, Charlie, is, you know, for – for whatever people said about Will Rogers, he did a great job of protecting the football. And I know a lot of those came down because of check downs. And in that offense, you could check down more. In this offense, he's going to throw some more interceptions. He's going to throw a few more picks. He's not going to have as many touchdowns. So that touchdown to interception ratio is not going to be anywhere near what it's been in the past. And so for for a casual fan who who, who really doesn't understand, and I'm not, I'm not saying, hey, I know more football than you do, I'm just saying for a casual fan, they're going to say, well, he took a step back. From a number standpoint, the numbers are going to come back. But like you just said a minute ago, I think he's going to be a better football player. I think Will's going to have an opportunities to hit you know, bigger plays just because you add that running game mix in there too. And so, yeah, just what you just said, Charlie, the numbers are going to come down. I think from an overall offensive production standpoint, you're going to see this team – get better and be better um, with Will Rogers. You know what helps is better, Bart? I don't really know, but that just seemed like a perfect segue for you. You usually work hard to set one up, and I figured you were going to go into like country pleasing being better, that they were expanding the places, that uh, my future family members can now purchase it in Birmingham at Kroger, I think you told me. Hey, they're shipping it all over the south right now. And it is a growing brand and going to continue to grow. That's Country Pleasing Sausage. Countrypleasing.com, they'll ship it to you. And so they've got all the different varieties now. Remember when we started this show, Charlie, what, three years ago? They had like five brands, and that was about it, as far as like different lines. They had, you know, just the original. They had the jalapeno cheddar, and they had, you know, the different things you know, that were kind of the staples, the green onion, and now there are so many that I can't even name them. They got habanero, they've got crawfish, pork, they got pineapple and pork. I remember when they just rolled out the pineapple and pork, and I was like, man, that's good stuff right there. And that stuff is still good. But they've got so many different varieties now. And of course, just the original. If you're putting the, hey, it's about to be fall, you're a few months away. I know it's going to be hot this week, and you're going to think, man, it doesn't feel like fall at all. But you're just a few weeks away from cooking some red beans and rice little jambalaya, and so country-pleasing. You can stick into that, and so our good friends at country-pleasing. Somebody else is always getting better, and that's our friends at Cannon Ford of Starkville. Cannon Ford, nobody beats a Cannon deal, nobody. And uh, go by out on Highway 182, just east of Starkville, Chris Keene and his fine staff, they'll get you in a new car, they'll get you in a used car. They'll find a car for you if they don't have it on the lot. 
But if you need a spray and bed liner, if you need the service center, the body shop is outstanding. They can do it all right there. It doesn't have to be a Ford. And so go by and see our friends at Cannon Ford of Starkville. Well, Charlie. Hey, wait. I've got so I have a topic off of that, Bart, that I would like to raise with you real quickly. And that is do you at all miss the tailgating of our childhood? And what I mean by that is you actually might have gone to Cannon Ford and gotten a truck. And you might have actually popped a tailgate and got some you know, a bucket of chicken from churches on your way in and you set up the little T V that you had to get the the rabbit ears working just right to get WCBI to see who was on TV. Do you miss those days? Have we overdone the production around football? I think we've, hey, here's the grumpy old man, get off my lawn. We've kind of overproduced everything, you know? It's it's kind of like not just tailgating, but in the Shelby County Fair. I mean, you used to go down there and everybody just had a rat hole that they stayed in. It was a terrible. But now you got all these people coming in and you know, they're building these big old monstrosities of cabins. And, man, it's, you know, just kind of you want to go back to the good old days of just the grit, you know. I think that's what Zach Arnett's wanting to do with our football program is just do away with the glitz and the glamour and just go back to bare bones blocking and tackling football. And that's kind of what I want to do with tailgating too. I just want to go to blocking and tackling tailgating. This is what I'm looking for. Hey, coin that right there. Blocking and tackling tailgating. We're going to use right, that. Well, that's that's what I'm going to be looking for. Um, all right, Bart, final thoughts. Uh, we are now a football show, which is good because there is optimism associated with the sport of football right now. Give it a month and a half, and we might kill that off too. I don't know. I hope not. I think um, – so, hey, here's my question for you. As we start to – look at where we're going over the coming weeks. Um, there's only so much that can be said, right, about uh, about who our opponents are, about who's going to do what. Um, I think we have to, though, at some point, Mark, start to break down the number 15 ranked team in FCS uh, that's going to be marching in here tomorrow. I mean, we got a, we got a big opponent coming in, Bart. I mean, I, I don't the appreciation out of you for southeastern Louisiana. Didn't Bobby Bear play at southeastern Louisiana? Or was he at southwestern Louisiana? Bobby Bear came from one of those places. I'll tell he you this. He was at northwestern state. Was he? Okay. Well, like I he said. He's a demon. He was one of those places down there. Anyway, southeastern, northwestern. Well, there's a big difference in Hammond and Natchitoches. But the thing about southeastern Louisiana that I will always think of, Charlie, is I was broadcasting a baseball game at southeastern Louisiana one night and saw the first time in college baseball I'd ever seen a triple play turn, and they turned it on us. We were running runners at first and second. They were off and running. We had a line drive right to the first baseman, and that was the first triple play I ever saw. So when I think of southeastern Louisiana, it's not about football. It's about the triple play. So, yeah, I guess we need to start jumping in on the – Jumping in on the boys from, from Hammond. So I was looking a little bit uh, here over the past couple of days. One of the things that is interesting to me is to see where transfers are coming from or going to off a team. Because to some degree, you'd look at Southeast and you'd say, all right, this team is 
I guess it's Southeastern. See, I'm already disrespecting them. CELA. Uh, they lost five players to FBS teams. They lost the lineman to Central Michigan, lost a defensive back to LSU, and then another defensive back to Minnesota. Now, here's what's interesting to me about that. So you lose two defensive backs to Power 5 teams, and they were one of the worst secondaries in FCS last year. So a place trying to get better. Meanwhile, they bring in one guy in secondary. He's from Harvard. They do have. They brought in a couple of quarterbacks, uh, along with the guy still there. So they brought in a guy from Northwestern State. He couldn't live up to the legacy of Bobby Bear, apparently. Brought in a guy from Hawaii. So, all right, maybe we'll, you know, Bart, they say you never take a, an opponent for granted. Are we going to take CELA for granted? Or what is it that you always say? It's not about them. It's about us. Yeah, I'm going to take them for granted. Man, can you imagine? <laughs> and I know we get we get to pot shots all the time about Startwell. And I actually like, you know, the Hammond area because, you know, just north of New Orleans. That's actually, a, you know, a pretty good pool place. But could you imagine leaving Harvard and going to southeastern Louisiana? Could you imagine leaving Hawaii and going to southeastern Louisiana? So, um, a little bit of a little bit of shock right there. There's a lot more jambalaya cooked in Hammond, Louisiana, than there is on you know, Waikiki Beach. I can tell you that for a fact. Hey, we talked about our offensive lineman a while ago, and what we want to see them do is just mow down that defensive lines and into the linebackers, give room for Woody Marks and all these guys who run the football, and that's what they do at Tracks Plus with their equipment. And you just line it up and just run right through a big old forest with all that mulching equipment, the Denny Seamoff mulching heads, and you've got the Barco equipment for the Forester, the Saney excavators and mini excavators for the dirt contractors. And so, of course, Massey Ferguson tractors and implements. And so Tracks Plus, we talk about country pleasing, continuing to grow. And it's pretty much the same premise. Guys that started small, when you look, think of Henry Cooper at Country Pleasing and now Chris Weems at Tracks Plus and about how they built their core just by working hard and having good products. And so go to TracksPlus.com and uh, look up and see what kind of newer used equipment. They're a huge used equipment dealer, and so our good friends at Tracks Plus. Hey, we're going to be a little bit short today. Charlie's in North Carolina. I'm uh, down here in South Winston County. Hey, Charlie, one, we said this months ago, and, of course, we made this known, I made this known early on in the process in January, that I am running for circuit clerk of Winston County, and this is not going to be any kind of political plug, don't get me wrong. Had somebody ask me, say, hey, man, I saw some signs when I was driving around Louisville the other day and saw you running for some circuit clerk. Tuesday is the election, so I'll know on Wednesday a good bit of that. And so I don't think it's going to take anything, win or lose, away from you know, broadcasting Bulldog sports or anything like that. So got that on the horizon for this coming week, and so we'll see how all that shakes out as well. But anyway, so like I said, this is not any kind of political statement. But if you do have friends in Winston County that you know you do have leverage on, so just think about that. Charlie, I know you – I will not seek, and I will <laughs> not accept any votes for circuit clerk of Winston County or any other county. So rest easy. Well, good, good. I'm not going against you in any way. Hey, man, hey, f- have fun. You going? Uh, you going hiking today? I think my only goal 
for today is to keep a pulse. And if I do that, this day will have been a success. Hey, that's a success every single day. Charlie, enjoyed it as always. Hey, once again, thanks to our good friends at Farm Bureau. Go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. Strange Brew Coffee House. Strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Hey, that's the great thing about Strange Brew. I've got some pods here at the farm. I just popped one of those blueberry cobbler flavored coffees in this morning. So I'm still drinking Strange Brew Coffee. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Our good friends at Cannon Ford of Starkville, newer used cars, the service center, body shop, whatever you need at Cannon Ford. Tracks Plus, go to tracksplus.com. Country Pleasing Sausage, and our good friends at Bank First. Go to bankfirstfs.com for all your banking needs. Moat Griffin, Marcus Mallory, and all those great folks at Bank First. They'll get you taken care of. And so for Charlie Winfield, I'm Bart Gregory. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Sunday Call.